Hey, America. Kind of a sad day for us. Eddie Van Halen died. Uh, We didn't actually get a chance to talk about it during the show, if at all. I think we may have mentioned it. Uh, but uh, he uh, he passed away. One of, if not the greatest guitar player of uh, all time. I don't know when he became 65 years old, but he passed away with cancer. And uh, well, it started 65 years ago. That's what it began. Shut up. <laughs> and Pat joins us today, and it is a fun, funny show. You don't want to miss a second of it. We talk about why the president declassified all of these documents and what they're going to mean. We talked about what's happening in the states with uh, the state laws and the the 350, 350 lawsuits that are going on, the chaos that is coming, uh, and so much more. Don't miss a second of today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Sembrano is on uh, with us. Hi, Grace. How are you? Hi. You are a college student here in in Texas. Yes, I am. Okay. What's happening in your life? <laughs> well, um, I am currently taking a class where we are learning about critical theory and also mm-hmm. critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I personally do not agree with. Um, either of those and I was needing help stop stop yes why why Mm -hmm. that's what I was needing help figuring out um so I grew up in a conservative home I know um that the free market is why America especially in the economic sense has grown to be the country that it is um however I don't know quite as well how to dispute the numbers that critical theorists bring up when they talk against capitalism. Okay. Can you give me any of those? Yeah, sure. Um, So one of the things that we talked about in my class is um, the productivity versus compensation between the 1980s to now. Um, The last date recorded on the graph that he gave us was Mm -hmm. 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, what he said is that productivity has increased exponentially while the dollar has basically stayed the same. Um, So the gap between labor productivity and compensation has been growing. And now dual career families are more common. And especially for communities of color, the gap is widening and persisting. And Mm -hmm. there hasn't been um, much to address that. So is that... Uh, that's a problem of what? That um, presented in my class, it was presented as a problem because of the race that you are. You have less of a chance <laughs> of becoming. Wow. Okay. Um, mm. So if you're, so if you are, if you're not white, is that is that the theory here that he's going on? I guess put very bluntly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you're not white, can you explain Asians? Uh, Asians were not mentioned actually ah, in my class. <laughs> yeah. Because surprise. Asians huh. do ex- exceptionally well in America. And so do Indians. Yeah. People from India. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> they do very, very well. So it's usually it, better than whites. Yeah, it's not a it's not a function of race. It is a function generally of culture. It is a it, it, the it, the Asians are not smarter than us. They come from a culture that uh, respects uh, hard work, respects uh, study uh, and education, and the family works together to push and to educate and to hold responsible. Indians are from the same kind of culture. They come from a place where you cannot uh, break your break the system. You can't. It's a caste system. So you're poor. You're always poor. They come here and they see the opportunity and they teach their children to study and you can be anything. And they do. When you start to have a, a group of people uh, and whites are now included in this that either feel entitled or they can't do it because of X, Y, or Z. The system fails for them because that's not what this system is. This system is a system of merit. Now, when, with that being said, there is an underlying problem with the way we're doing capitalism today. And that is, it's not really a system of merit anymore. It is a hybrid uh, between uh, the free market and government and the collusion between giant corporations and the government that's why the constitution needs to be put back into its place and government needs to get away from companies and companies need to get away from the government if you have ultimate uh, amounts of money always remember this money doesn't talk it screams and if you're Google and you have an unlimited well of money, you can do anything in this world with money. You can buy anything with money. So it is a, a corrupting factor. That's why, if you will, ask your professor about um, the wealth of nations and ask him about the predecessor of that which is called moral sentiments both by adam smith both of these are the bedrock of capitalism if you understand uh the wealth of nations how nations become wealthy how people become wealthy with the free market you only understand half of it and this is the problem with our society that shows you that if you give people what they need or what they want, you can make money. But the first book is called, um, uh, I just said it, what is it called? Uh, the first book is Moral Sentiments. Uh, Moral Sentiments. Moral Sentiments says, yes, it will create an invisible hand, but that invisible hand of the market will choke the society to death if it's not a moral society, because if the society wants drugs and pornography uh, and fame and and dirt, it will produce that. If people don't have a moral compass, they'll just start producing everything the market wants. So once the society goes bad, the free market goes bad. 
So the problem with our society now is not the free market. The free market just is. It's a reflection of who you are. When we start to, as people, start to respect um, traditional values, we start to respect people. We start to respect that, you know, there, you didn't need a cap on CEOs' salaries in the past because CEOs would have been ashamed of themselves. They would have been ashamed of themselves. And society would have said, that's grotesque. Now, society doesn't say that because we're about money. Get it when you can. Isn't it amazing, too, that these professors always compare capitalism at its very worst to utopia at, which has never at, happened at, at, which has never happened right yeah and but it will happen this time under socialism yeah. and communism because we'll do it better the problem with socialism and communism uh is that it uh it always uh appeals to the same thing in man what makes the free market not work is that man doesn't have something bigger than himself to answer to. The, if that bigger than, than yourself is government, the really dirty, wicked people will go into government because then they effectively become God. They make the rules, and they make the rules for themselves and their friends. And it's no longer a system that is blind. They wield all of the power. And that's why always people suffer. The average person suffers. But the bus driver of Venezuela who has nothing all of a sudden becomes a billionaire when he's in charge. I don't know if that has uh, helped you uh, because that's not really critical uh, theory or critical uh, race theory. Is your... Is your uh, professor uh, somebody who is preaching this as fact or is teaching both sides and getting you to think? So he does. My assignment is to tell him why I agree or disagree Mm -hmm. with what he has brought up. Um, So he does give us the opportunity to bring up a different side of of opposing critical theory. Um, However, in his lectures, I'll just put it this way, he has not um, brought up an opposing side to critical theory. It's just been, this is what the disparity that's happening in our nation, and this is what critical theorists argue. Are you you afraid to disagree? Not necessarily afraid, but if I do disagree, I want to do it well and i want yeah. to do it fact, yeah factually yeah. so okay yeah first thing are, are you where do you live do you live anywhere near dallas where are you i do yes okay yes i tell you what if uh i'm, I'm gonna put you on hold if you could come over to uh my studio i will leave one of my books out for you the 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 thing that really has a lot of the answers that you're probably facing is in my book, Arguing with Socialists. It was, I wrote it, uh, what, a year ago, came out eight months ago, and it is so timely and will give you all of the facts you need with the footnotes. So don't take it from my book. Go to the footnotes and find the original studies. But we made it just for people like you. 
The other thing is, I'd like to spend some time because I think a lot of people have this question. Could I get you to come on tomorrow? I want to bring um, the guy who did all of the research for the book and helped uh, co-write the book. Um, I want to bring him on and get some real answers because I think other people are struggling with this. Could I get you back on tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, let me let me just say this. I am uh, I'm so glad to hear that you say you are not afraid um, to to fail in his class um, and be ostracized in his class. Um, I was talking to Dennis Prager the other day, and he said one of the things that people don't understand. They all say, you know what? Just do whatever you have to do to get the grade. Well, you're paying for that education. They're not paying you. You're paying for that education. And if you are afraid to speak out when you are the consumer, when you are the one that's paying for all of it, you will never speak out when they're paying you to work. It will weaken you morally. It will weaken you spiritually uh, in every way possible. If you're not willing to speak out when you're 20 and you're paying them, you will never do it in life. So don't miss the opportunity to strengthen your spine, but just do it peacefully and intelligently, which is exactly what it sounds like you're doing. Well, thank you. Fall is in the air. And for me, that means saying goodbye to the Texas heat, at least for a couple of months until it's back again. But I don't know about you. I'm not ready to hang up my grilling apron just yet. That's because I have the smartest, best grill out there. It's the Rectech. With its smart grill technology, I can be cooking on just about anything I want to delicious perfection. I've never been able to cook a good steak. Never. Until I got the Rectech. You don't even have to stand there. It has smart grill technology. You can be inside. You can be someplace else. And all of a sudden, your ribs are cooked perfectly. The Rectech is sleek, beautiful, made with heavy stainless steel. It's like grilling on a tank. Make sure you check out the difference. AB Compare. Go to their website now and look and see the difference of a Rectech with their smart grill technology. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech. Smart grill technology. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Now, Pat claims that the plexiglass isn't going to do anything. Pat, it's mm-hmm. plexiglass. <laughs> right. Impenetrable. Impenetrable. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. the cone of silence? <laughs> yes. That was plexiglass. Oh. Yeah. And no oh, wow. sound could get out. No. You, I mean, they are And no virus them. can get over it. Right. Now, okay. M- Mike Pence said, <laughs> when they asked the, you know, if he minded on the, and he said, I don't mind. It's just stupid because it doesn't do anything. (laughs) Unless you enclose each of them in it. With separate air conditioning units. Yeah. Then maybe you got something right there. But I don't think they're doing that. That's why I'm going for the diving bell. Everybody should be in a diving bell. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> like that. Uh, that would be fun, it, wouldn't it? Oh, to watch everybody walk around with that. A, Instead a diving of cutting belt. the mic, you just cut the air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. Until they're like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Um, the, uh, uh, they're saying now that this is, I think this is a Kamala Harris request that they, they have this. They're also 13 feet away, which, you know, will stop the larger droplets that people expel when they talk, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. not the smart, not the smaller droplets, 13 feet. As we all know, (laughs) Uh, those droplets can go as far as 16 feet indoors. And what if both of them start singing? Why then all bets are off? Well, they could sing, you know, we shall overcome. But if they sing any religious hymn, then then it'll be all over their bodies. It'll be very dangerous. Very dangerous. (laughs) Be drenched in droplets. So our our media expert, uh, Rob Eno, uh, was on last night uh, with the uh, news and why it matters. And we were sitting and talking off the air. And you are, uh, what, what is your training actually in, Rob? I, I have a chemical engineering degree. I went to the University of Massachusetts in that uh-huh. role way back in the uh, the, the early nineties, uh-huh. which I can't quite remember. But yeah, yeah. well, that, that 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 degree sure paid off for you. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, so uh, we were talking about the masks, etc., off the air. Can you just go through this because you you are a chemical engineer, so you do you do have you know, the place to actually talk about this and not pull it out of your butt like the, the, the rest of us. Talk right. about I, 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 talk about just the gators. Well, well, what it is is, you know, the aerosol, the CDC said yesterday that aerosolized um, droplets with coronavirus in them are one of the major transmission points. Um, and what an aerosol is, it's just a suspension of water droplets in a gas or liquid in a gas. So in this case, water in the air and, and they're so oh, fast. And what? Air currents can pick them up. And then okay. the gators, mm-hmm. um, what the gators do, the Duke University did a study on cloth masks. And the gators particularly are made of mostly of a poly, you know, of, a, of like polyester and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're so sharp that they actually slice the droplets as they're coming out of your chest at, you know, 75 to 90 miles an hour in two. So you're actually increasing the viral load by wearing a gator. <laughs> oh my gosh! In the air. I mean, that, that's what Duke uh, University said. Oh man! Wearing a gator is worse than worse than wearing no mask. Okay. Oh my gosh! But wearing a mask. Tell me about the masks. Well, the cloth mask. I mean, if you if you can see through a cloth mask, the the, the, the smallest that a human eye human eye can see from all the research I've done is about a hundred microns, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're the the coronavirus particles. Your cough produces something between the area of 0.4 to 10 microns. Now, you know, I didn't need the chemical engineering degree to know that if something is 10 microns, that it can get through something that's a hundred micron hole. (laughs) I just, we all kind of know that. And especially when you're, you're putting a Mm. pressure gradient on it, right? So especially when you're coughing and the pressure behind the mask is higher than the pressure and, you know, of the mask. Yes. Mask stops spit. And if the primary primary transmission route of coronavirus was you spitting on somebody, <laughs> then sure, masks are, masks are going to help you, right? But they're mm-hmm. saying now that it's not. They're saying that it's, you know, you're yeah. putting it through. So, yes, yeah, so, you know, stay outdoors. You know, don't 
be in a big room with 150 people or 200 people. Don't, you know, expel a lot of air and don't expel a lot of air. What what do you mean? Don't expel a lot of air. Well, you know, I think they've got something with the singing and the things like that, because you're expelling more air when you're, you're singing or, or something like that. If you're in a small enclosed area with a bunch of people doing it, you do increase your risk of coronavirus, but that's not because they're going to sing and spit on you. It's because they're going to sing and they're going to they're going to create more of these droplets, right? And even the coughing creates more of the droplets, right? And even if you're wearing a mask, that's happening, right? And, and even if you're wearing a mask, you're going to breathe it in. Remember that the mask's not for you, Glenn, or it's not for me. It's for you. It's for me, right? That that that's what they tell you. That's what they tell us that mm. the mask isn't for the person wearing it. It's for the other person. To stop the spittle from going on them, which means that they've mm-hmm. always known that the virus can go through a mask both ways. But wow. did you hear what Gavin Newsom did yesterday? He said, oh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. He said, if you are going to a restaurant, you must wear your mask in between bites. Right. And mm-hmm. then the graphic that he put on Twitter to talk about it said that you must minimize the time, minimize the number of times you put on and take off a mask. He just said that you're maximizing it. Right. Right. Like the actual word was maximize, but they use the word minimize because they have no clue what they're doing. It's it's just them throwing stuff out there. But yeah, t- taking a mask on and off while eating is stupid because what you're doing is you're taking the mask on and off. You're touching your particularly possibly coronavirus because remember, the mask is not for you. It's for somebody else. So it's so that coronavirus, coronavirus is sticking. You're touching, you're touching the mask, yeah. sticking on your hands, mm-hmm. going on the glass. It, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we, we said yesterday, I saw a meme on, on the Internet that said, you know, I'm so happy that the grocery store has a plexiglass between me and the me and the cashier that's touching every single item that I've bought. <laughs> so while mm-hmm. we're in plexiglass. Do you feel so much more comfortable that neither candidate will be exposed at 13 feet away with a about eight foot plexiglass barrier between them? No, I'm not, because as we've shown, because, you know, you need to wear a mask as you're walking to your seat at your restaurant, that coronavirus is apparently only contagious at below five foot two. <laughs> right. And they're going you know, they're both going to be seated. So don't the restaurant rules, I mean, they have to wear their mask and they should have that plexiglass barrier when they walk out. But once they see, once they're seated, they're cool. They're cool because under five foot two, you're not going to get coronavirus. Apparently that's right. the restaurant. Rules, exactly so. right. Exactly right. Yeah. Does the, does the, uh, the barrier do anything as a chemical engineer? Does it do anything? I mean, the, the only thing to do it is it stop the spittle, but it's not going to stop the, the the virus from being aerosolized. And depending on the depending on the you know ventilation system in the place, if it's inadequately ventilated and there's air pushing it around, it can go right up and over. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the the plexiglass. That that's like saying I'm going to keep my house cold with the big with the big window or screen door open, and I'm going to put a five and a half foot plexiglass up on it yeah and the air can't get around it it's gonna come in <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a great analogy <laughs> oh my gosh uh rob Amazing. thank you so much rob Eno from uh the blaze he is our uh 
he's our our media watcher and reporter and uh it's strange he's he, he really doesn't reflect anything that brian stelter uh ever huh is concerned about hmm. which is strange this is the best of the glenn beck program is uh, with us and he has an update on really everything that we have been following for the last year year and a half uh, on the impeachment and uh, what was happening over in Ukraine and something that really started in July of 2016 with we now know Hillary Clinton and later involved the White House President Obama and Joe Biden Last night, the president uh, declassified all of these documents. Tell me about the documents that are coming our way. So the first we got last week was just kind of a hint of what we're now seeing today. Which got no press, was huge news. Huge. So so that was just kind of a, you know, a an announcement that 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 somehow the, the the US government intelligence agencies knew from the Russian intelligence that um Hillary Clinton was financing was launching this entire operation to go after Donald Trump to discredit not not to prove anything but to intentionally discredit by making people believe that Russia was trying to help him win the election so we now know that to be true that they knew in advance that she was doing that from Russian intel. And not only not only that, but and not only just to discredit him, but the email hack had come out. And that specifically stated as a reason. They wanted to divert attention away from her emails. They didn't want anyone looking at that, so they wanted to pin everything on collusion between the Russians and, and Donald Trump. I mean, just absolutely insane. Okay, so now we have everything that they accused Donald Trump of doing, we now have the evidence, the hard evidence in their own handwriting that this was going on with Hillary Clinton. It got no news. But there's something else that was released last week, and that is the identity of the uh, informant. The, the, the informant, the deep throat that uh, the Steele dossier was was all based on. Yeah, that source, which we've we've outed uh, a while back that this was this drunken guy that would get with his boys, you know, yeah. and just basically theory craft th- things. It was based off of that. Well, we didn't know until, again, last week. But this guy was there's I don't think you can call him anything else but a Russian spy. Russian spy. He actually <laughs> he actually had been marked and I think kicked out of the country uh, because he was he was um, I- I- recruiting people that worked at the white house he would say hey you know if you ever really want a job with us uh we could sure use some people in the white house he the fbi caught him recruiting people in the obama white house i'm not saying that they took him up on it but they caught him recruiting people for the white house so he's an enemy of our nation he, he said in so many words, this might be a direct quote, it might be a little off, but there's if you ever get into one of those positions, there's money to be made there. Right. <laughs> so he is he's working with the Russians 
to get people to spy on us. That's the guy who was drunk in the bar and said, hey, let me tell you something, Steele. This is what you need. This is a complete setup by Russia. And the FBI knew it. They knew he was the source. So they accused Donald Trump of working with the Russians. The Hillary Clinton campaign was working with the Russians on this. Right. Through Steele with this guy. Right. Knowingly. <laughs> Everyone knew it. Everyone. It's not like, oh, well, I was duped. Everyone knew it. Just this part. We haven't even gotten to the, the most recent. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that was last week. That, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, what if the situation was reversed? Can you imagine what Maddow would be doing? Her head would be exploding. Oh, yeah, yeah. On this. This is nothing. Because this is the smoking gun. This is what they were looking for on Donald Trump. But they knew they would never find because they knew it was a Hillary Clinton operation. Now, I, I want to talk about a little bit how they're attacking, how the left and how members of the deep state are attacking this part, because I think it's really important. Okay, all right. So the way they're attacking it is in that memo that was released last week. Mm -hmm. They said that this information, the information regarding Hillary Clinton was directing this uh, this operation. They said that the reason that, that it's it's kind of just they can't really rely on it is because there's a paragraph in there that says. Um, something along the lines of we can't verify if this is completely accurate. We can't verify if what the Russians thought isn't a fabrication, yada, yada, yada. Right. But however, isn't that didn't that happen the first time that happened in like July of 2016? They came back in September and said, we have it. You need to follow this. Right. So, yes. And you also just the way in intelligence circles, how this works, you're not briefing the president on a rumor. You're not briefing the president on something that could be a, quote, fabrication or could be misinformation. You're not briefing the president on that. It will not happen. You'll get fired and you'll get ostracized. And you'll never be back in the intelligence. So, you know, Jason was former intel for military, so right. he knows the rules. So this is not disinformation. You don't take disinformation. Every intelligence person knows this. You don't take disinformation and spread it, which is what you would have done. That's the reason why he would not have briefed the president in, in the Oval Office. So if they say this is disinformation, it's not. And I am sure uh, the DNI is probably going to address this somewhat soon. I think he's signaled that he's going to. Uh, so. What they got was probably an NSA intercept, would be my uh, guess. What they got was some kind of intercept saying that, look, this is what the Russians uh, see, this is what they've collected, and this is what they're preparing for because th they're going to have to defend themselves on this, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see that a lot, come up a lot. But we now know that that's not just a, a partisan release. We've now seen, and this is the new one, uh, John Brennan's personal notes in the Oval Office where he's talking about this very specifically. They present this information to Obama. It looks to me like a warning. Like, look, this information's out there. We cannot let this go forward. Why? Because I personally think that the Obama administration, they were, they were behind this from day one. Yeah, they're we, fine. We've already got this paper trail from July 2016. Mm -hmm. we, we also know from more handwritten notes from January 2017 mm -hmm. that, hey, they didn't find anything. They, they were closed covering. the investigation. Yeah. And they were, they intentionally, Biden intentionally found a way to trump up uh, 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 charges and and continue this investigation and this lie right the logan act yes that's where yeah right. so that was closed the obama obama personally himself said no you're not going to close this not direct quote but in so many words continue 
keep this going. Mm-hmm. They were behind it from day one. Other members of the Obama in, in that in that in those handwritten notes, you see some of the other people that are that are involved. He mentioned Susan Rice. We've been talking about her forever. She's been all, she's also the one that sent that cover up email the day uh, that Trump was inaugurated. Say, remember that that we mm-hmm, were, we did all mm-hmm, this by the book. Mm-hmm. All of their fingerprints are all over every little piece of this. So so you know this is why Donald Trump has had to be stopped. A another Republican would not have said, you know what, I'm just I'm just going to go bomb the snot out of ISIS and then we're going home. He wouldn't he wouldn't do the things that Donald Trump has done. He would not have moved the embassy. He wouldn't he wouldn't do relations uh, as as Trump has done with NATO. He is a Donald Trump is a loose cannon in their China shop and they don't want him in there. They want when when I talk about deep state, it's not some star chamber. It's all the unelected uh, federal officials that don't care who the president is. They're on their own uh, path and tell the president that he has to do X, Y and Z. And well, Trump isn't the guy to do that. And this is why, because not only do you have that class, which is the majority of the people, when I say deep state, that are they don't care what the election says. They're moving forward all with, you know, probably good intent. Then you have another level that is a star chamber kind of group. And that we now know. Never, never thought this would get to the level of the Oval Office, but in their own handwriting, this went all the way to President Obama. And it's because the press never held them responsible for anything. They thought they could get away with it. And quite frankly, they would have if Hillary Clinton wasn't as crazy and as dirty as she was. And if they didn't have so much to hide. And the third piece, you had somebody that was a regular politician that just would have gone along. Donald Trump, they had to stop. Now, why are they pulling out all the stops here? Because this investigation proves it goes all the way to the Oval Office. It has Biden. It has Obama. It has Hillary. It has the um, uh, the CIA. It has the NSA. It has the State Department. And everyone's name now is known. When we first put this out, we didn't necessarily know who was gonna who was getting caught, but we did show you this went all the way. And early on, we were saying it has to go to the White House. You wouldn't have known it. It had to go to the White House, but we didn't have the evidence of that. So we would leave that out or I would say my opinion is it goes here. But now we know everything I should say we're about to know everything. We know enough today to know this goes to the White House. You know, it's amazing. Everything, and we've said this for a while, that they accuse Trump of. They, they've done. They've done. And you can take any accusation that they take, Le- 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 and Trump, 
take that same thing and then look it through the lens of what they've done and you'll find them guilty of the exact same thing the ridiculousness with ukraine we should that's what they were guilty of doing what they said uh um uh donald trump did they're talking now about they're not going to have a peaceful transition of power we haven't had a peaceful transition of power since 2008 yeah that's why obama is the only president to ever stay in washington dc yeah. because they tried this in starting back in july 2016 it didn't work so they continued it on. They, they, they knew that was going to fall apart. Obama stays in D.C. And then he starts organizing Obama for America, Obama, uh, uh, organizing for action. Mm-hmm. Then they start building this resistance platform that we're seeing now unleashed at this very minute. And oh, my gosh, what you were talking about last week, they've got plans. Yeah, it is. It is a it's a coup. It is a coup against our country. Uh, and you're not going to get this information from the mainstream media, but we can back it up with all of the documents. Da, da, da.